The holidays can bring out all sorts of emotions in you and I. For some, it might be a picture-perfect Instagram picture that has come to life. But for others, it might feel more like a clip from Christmas vacation or even home alone. As we think about the young people in our lives, we need to recognize that they too can have a range of emotions and reactions as we near the holidays. And that's what we're focusing on today, preparing for the holidays. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Holidays can be great, or they can be tough, and maybe for some people, they fall somewhere in between. The reality is that we can be proactive and intentional as we connect and engage with young people as we near the holiday season this fall. On today's podcast, we are going to look at six strategies to assist you as you help young people walk through the upcoming holidays. Before we do that, I want to share one of my most memorable moments as a frontline youth worker. Honestly, this is a memory that I will always cherish that's humbling, and it reminds me how all young people sometimes just want to be a kid and still be cared for. They need to be seen, loved, and valued. Now, I might have mentioned this story briefly in other podcast episodes, so bear with me if I have. When my husband and I lived in Texas, I worked as a frontline correctional youth worker in a facility housed on a psychiatric hospital. I was 23 years old at the time, newly married, and just starting my career in the social service field. It was a Saturday in December before Christmas, and I was working my day shift at the facility. A coworker and I had gotten permission to decorate the unit that Saturday with the adolescent males who were incarcerated. We had asked the youth beforehand what types of things that they would want to do to help us plan that day. We had Christmas music playing. We were making ornaments for the trees, posters for the doors, and other decorations that we could hang around the unit. We were also planning to decorate cookies. That day, our unit had an amazing peace and calm about it. All around us at the larger facility, unit after unit was coding with fights breaking out. As staff on our unit would have to leave to assist other units, my coworker and I continued on with our plans for the day. To be honest, the boys didn't really have any idea how crazy things were outside of our unit. Historically, our unit had increased code situations on the weekends because there was just more free time and less structure. But that day, as supervisors came by our unit, they couldn't believe what was happening. Our boys were laughing, having a good time, and behaving. Every other unit at the facility was in chaos, but we were engaged in activities. To this day, I will never forget the smiles and the laughter of those boys. For a day, they were able to forget about their past, their troubles, and just let their guards down. They were able to participate in activities that were fun and didn't really require any special talents or skills. They were allowed to be kids and not worry about who might abuse them or where their next meal would come from. They weren't trying to save face and appear tough to fellow gang members around them. They were just kids. 
That day, I learned firsthand that all young people still have a sense of expectation, hope, and joy inside of them, regardless of what has happened in their lives. It may be buried, and it may be buried very deeply, but God can use us to tap into these things. And this is part of why it matters to me that we talk about ways to be intentional with our young people around the holidays. You see, we gave those boys a gift that day. We gave them a sense of joy, family, and belonging. And as a caring adult, I want to be able to do that for all the young people that are in my life. And I want that for you as well. So what are the six strategies in preparing for the holidays? Here we go. Strategy number one, recognize that not every young person will experience the holidays the same way. Now, I'm sure this goes without saying and is something that we already understand and know. However, I believe it's important to remind ourselves of this fact. The busier the season gets with more activities and events, the easier it is to forget this fact or just not focus on it. Keeping this at the forefront of our minds and at the forefront of our planning as we engage young people will impact how we connect with youth. It will open us up to being more sensitive to the things and the needs that the young people have, even if they can't fully express them. It allows us to be more in tune with their needs and emotions and to be watching for signs that what we're planning might bring up some additional stress or some uncomfortable memories for them. Sometimes one of the most important things we can do as a youth worker is just to be sensitive and aware to the reactions and the emotions of the young people around us. Strategy number two, give space for young people to share memories about traditions and activities from their own life. And at the same time, you have to give space for young people not to share. A part of connecting with young people throughout the holidays is giving them the space to talk and share their own memories of holidays, traditions, and activities. Some young people are still holding on to these things and are excited for them because they find comfort in them. Yet we also know that a lack of positive memories can frustrate and sadden young people as well. In these moments, I always ask them about what they would like to do one day for themselves or for their own families. You would be amazed at the ideas that they come up with. They know from personal experience how they want it to look different. When we give them space to voice it, we are helping them to start to believe that it can be different and that they're going to have control over that one day. As I mentioned, the other part of this strategy is letting young people take a pass on sharing about their own memories or traditions. For some, the memories are filled with hurt, shame, or more. They don't want to focus on that, and they're more zeroed in on just getting through the holidays. And we have to acknowledge that that's okay for those young people. As a youth worker, you're going to be balancing all of these different reactions with the different young people with whom you engage. One of the ways I have connected with young people in these moments is to share a memory from my own childhood and talk about what I liked and what I do differently with my own kids. When I do that, I'm modeling for young people that they do get to have control over their own traditions and memories and the types of things that they do in the future. I have even shared with young people what it was like to watch my family's holidays look different as my one sibling struggled with addiction. When I share that, I always talk about how knowing God allowed me to lean into Him in those moments. It was my faith that really helped me to get through tough holidays. Strategy number three. 
Engage youth in planning and creating their own plans and activities that will bring them peace and joy during the holidays. Some young people experience a feeling of chaos and they feel this sense of being out of control that can be heightened around the holidays. I am all about giving young people ownership in forming their own traditions and memories. When we can engage young people in creating their own traditions and having them help us plan events, we are allowing them to gain a sense of control that they might be lacking. I have to admit, as a youth worker, as a parent, sometimes it is easier to just plan activities and events for our young people based on what we think they will enjoy or what we like. Sometimes we stick with what we've always done, and other times we might imitate something we've seen others do. And while youth may enjoy these things, the truth is we missed an opportunity to fully engage them. Engaging young people in the process of planning their own events is so foundational to youth development. It encourages them to take ownership, to identify what is important to them, and to begin to voice their own ideas and opinions. It also demonstrates how we value the unique ideas, dreams, and identities of our young people. Yes, engaging young people often takes more time and more effort on our part as an adult, but it is worth it. And when we are talking about engaging them in planning events or helping to build memories for the holidays, it brings a certain level of comfort and can even help them grow to trust us more because we are willing to take their ideas and past experiences into account. In the end, our goal is to help young people navigate the holidays and allowing them opportunities for ownership is an important part of that. Strategy number four, stay connected to youth during this time. The holidays bring change and young people are often looking for consistency in spite of that change. School breaks occur and normal routines shift. And for some young people, this brings out fear and stress. For others, it might be a time to step back and truly rest. Church youth groups also tend to break over the holidays. And even if your program or connection continues, there are extra stressors and this sense of busyness during this time. So being intentional about checking in with youth is imperative. So how do we provide consistency for youth over these holidays? My best strategy for that is to stay connected. For example, if you text in a group chat every Tuesday night, text on Tuesday even if your group is on break. You could send a postcard partway through the holidays that just lets a young person know that you're thinking about them. You could also consider scheduling a three to five minute phone call with a young person right before a specific holiday to check in just so that they can hear your voice. Sometimes hearing our voice as an adult can just remind young people in a different way that we're connected and that we're thinking about them and it can help to calm their nerves if they're experiencing that. Staying connected doesn't have to look the same for every caring adult and every young person. In fact, it's not going to. You need to figure out what works and what makes sense for you and for the young people in your life. I have this amazing friend who designs a birthday card every year in a computer program, and then she has them printed off. She addresses them all at once and has them in a file that reminds her when to send them out. She never misses my birthday. I look forward to that card from her every year. And each time I get a card, I know that she thought about me. 
Her secret to success is that she planned ahead and knew that life gets busy, so she scheduled time to do this. Her act of kindness serves as a reminder to me to make sure as a youth worker, I need to set aside time to make connecting with young people a priority. Another way to stay connected to youth during this time is to pray for them. Yes, even if you're not seeing them daily, you can still be praying for them. In fact, we should be praying for them. This will keep you connected to the young people in your life. You could even ask them for specific prayer requests during the holidays. They may want you to pray for something that you would not have thought to pray for. As we connect and engage with young people, it's important to remember that they most likely will feel the busyness or extra stress of the season around them. Even if they don't have stressors at home, all young people will tune into a hurried pace and a rushed connection. I know for me, I get busy during the holidays with expectations that I set on myself and even others. I need to be mindful of this and make sure that I'm still setting aside time to be fully present with the young people. Setting aside time to be fully present with young people is something that I believe we all need to do as a youth worker. Strategy number five, allow space for meltdowns and frustrations and be pleasantly surprised if there aren't any. I hate to say this, but there may simply be times a young person has a meltdown or shows an increased frustration. In every role I've had with young people, emotions tend to be higher around the holidays. Now, whether it's the busyness of things, stressors in relationships, or an anxiety about a shift in schedules, these heightened emotions can and do sometimes lead to meltdowns. But here's what I've learned throughout the years. Meltdowns and frustrations can occur without completely derailing our goal of finding joy in the holidays. When we can help young people name their emotions and help them figure out how to move forward, allow space for young people to develop the knowledge, skills, and attributes that they need to transition throughout adolescence and into adulthood. It's helping them to develop the emotional skills for communication and knowing how they're feeling and being able to identify ways that they can shift their behaviors, or they can even identify what's going on ahead of time before they have a meltdown. All of that is an important part of their development. When we plan activities with young people during the holidays, it's important to plan for things to shift or to be slowed down. It's a great exercise for us as caring adults to practice flexibility and quick thinking on our feet. I am a planner by nature, so I tend to always have a plan B in my back pocket just in case I need it. But more than anything, I need to just work to be tuned into my young people's emotions and needs so that I know when we need to practice more flexibility. And if there are no meltdowns or increased frustrations, take a moment and celebrate that. In episode 34 of our podcast, I talked about depression and shared some of the signs that we can look for in youth who are experiencing depression. I also talked about our role as a youth worker in helping young people who do struggle with depression. I know we can see an increase in anxiety and depression during the holidays, so I want to encourage you to make sure you go and check out that episode in case you missed it. Strategy number six. Encourage service to others during this season. Finally, the sixth way to help prepare for the holidays is my absolute favorite. When we can engage young people in serving others, it actually does several things. First, it allows young people to find value in themselves. Secondly, it makes them feel good. 
Thirdly, it helps to shift the focus of their emotions and stress onto something productive, serving others. Honestly, when we engage youth in serving others, I'm not suggesting the goal is to get them to forget about what is going on in their lives. Now, that might happen in the process, but that's not the goal. The goal is to give them an opportunity to realize that they have the ability to make a difference for others. It's a way for them to see values in themselves and to grow a desire to continue to serve. It is one way for them to practice loving like Jesus, even if they don't truly understand what that means. Encouraging youth to serve doesn't have to be a financial burden. It doesn't have to be a huge project. It might be something as simple as unloading the dishwasher for a parent or helping watch a sibling. It could even be an intentional effort by a young person to say hello to someone at school who always seems to be alone. The goal is to serve and do something that blesses another person. And when we can get young people involved in identifying their own ways to serve others, they are more likely to be engaged and follow through on the act of service. Now, if you do have time and want to do something more involved in a bigger service project, make sure to keep the youth a part of that planning process. For example, one year with a group of sixth grade girls, my co-leader and I helped them to identify, plan, and execute a service project. They decided as a group that they wanted to collect canned goods for our food pantry at the church. They planned who would bring wagons and where we would go. They wrote out a script of what to say at each of the houses. The girls went up to the houses themselves as my co-leader and I stayed at the end of the driveway. When we returned to the church with several wagons full of food, they sorted and counted the canned goods. They took full ownership of this project, and they were all incredibly excited and engaged in their serving. They learned the importance of making decisions together and planning while also blessing our community. Again, let me say, when we engage young people in a service project, the goal is to really serve others. It can be simple, and it can be planned by the young people themselves with our guidance. After we wrap up today, I want to encourage you to head on over to JesusIsMyHashtag.com and click on the Resource tab. There you will be able to grab my Acts of Service PDF file. It will give you a few ideas to engage young people and even families in service during this holiday season. This list comes from activities and ideas that my family or youth groups I've been a part of have participated in in the past. You probably have additional ideas, and I would love to hear them. So send me a message at hello at jesusismyhashtag.com or visit my Facebook or Instagram pages to share. Those links are in the show notes. In the meantime, just remember, as you walk through these next several months, Be intentional about connecting and engaging with the young people in your life. The holidays can be extra challenging for some youth, so showing up and caring might just matter a little bit more. Join me next time as we look at modeling thankfulness. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, Keep showing up and keep caring.